0: Good morning. It's Aya Wiemala, and I'm here in Crystal Lake, Illinois, and it's Friday. So, first, I want to let you know uh, this will be my last live um, talk, Facebook talk for one week. I'll be back next Sunday, which will be probably July. You know, the first uh, Saturday, the first Sunday in July, uh, I'll be part of a faculty at the Siena Center in Racine, Wisconsin for a five day retreat. We've been doing it every other year for, oh, at least four or five uh, rounds. And it's called East Meets West. And we're looking at, there's a yoga teacher, myself, and two artists who are also teachers. And it's a five-day grown-up camp in a way. We're indoors, of course, and have our own private little rooms with great bathrooms. Um, But it's five days of adults doing art and being on Lake Michigan and enjoying lots of meditation and yoga and different teachings. From uh, different traditions, and it's uh, it's wonderful. It's this year. It's a bit smaller group because of we they're they're very careful about social distancing, so it's a smaller group than usual. But it's we have pretty much the whole <laughs> whole retreat center to ourselves, so that'll be different. Anyway, I've decided it's too difficult to. To uh, work in t- with our retreat schedule, it's really too difficult and um, not going to work out for me to continue doing my live Facebook time. so take a break. you can maybe uh, go back and listen to some that you uh, some of my talks that you haven't heard or you might want to let me know the ones I'm putting things. I have a good friend, Kristen who's putting things on Insight Timer and also creating a YouTube channel for me. So you might want to—you could go back and find the ones that you think were probably better to just leave out and omit, or I had a coughing spell through most of it, and you can let me know. Just send me the dates that you think uh, are—it's inadvisable to put them up. So. We'll practice today, and I want to read a little bit from Dhamma Everywhere. And this is just, uh, this is the next chapter in the book, Dhamma Investigation in Practice. And this is really something that I'm interested in. And um, if, you, if you've practiced RAIN or I've talked and you've heard it about the RAIN using R-A-I-N, to investigate Dhamma, investigate during our practice. Maybe this is the this is his version of how to do that. So this is by Ashin Tejaniya, or uh, Sayadao U Tejaniya, and WisdomStream.org is his. Uh, is in Berkeley and that is the center here in the US where you can go and look at his books and listen to him teaching and find out more about him. This chapter is Dhamma Investigation and in Practice. We'll read a few pages and then we'll sit together. Ashin Jania often refers to Dhamma Investigation or investigation of phenomena Dhamma-vichaya, in his discussions. Dhamma-vichaya is the second factor out of the seven factors of enlightenment and is a kind of wisdom that we use while practicing. Of the seven factors, the first three factors, and that's mindfulness, and Dhamma, and energy, are causes, factors that we can input or work on. The last four factors are effects, piti, which is joy, vasadi, samadhi, and Upeka. We can't create or make them happy. The following excerpt of a Dhamma discussion illustrates Ashin Tejaniya's Dhamma-vichya witchya in practice the pendulum i was sitting in meditation and listening to sayadaw this is his late the late sayadaw his late uh, teacher giving a dhamma discourse nearby suddenly i saw this very calm mind change in intensity the mind that had been quite calm before was now agitated How did this happen? How did this anger come about suddenly when the mind was so peaceful just moments before? The mind was now interested in knowing, so it backed up a a bit. Sorry, this lighting is strange. Sorry to move, move right in the middle. Okay, so that's a distraction. That might cause a disruption for you too. Okay, so this is a, Tajania sitting, and he's he's uh, he's writing now. This I'm reading. I'll start. The mind that had been quite calm before was now agitated. How did this happen? How did this anger come about suddenly, when the mind was so peaceful just moments ago? The mind was now interested in knowing, so it backed up a bit and began to ask questions. What is happening inside? This interest to know and right thinking changed the path of the mind from anger towards Dhamma. Without this right thinking, the mind would have contained, would have continued along the path of anger and aversion, still believing anger was an appropriate response for the situation. Did I cut off the anger through other means? No, the mind was interested to know the truth. And because of that, it just lightly and gently watched the anger running its own course. The anger was happening on its own. I love that paragraph. This, I want to read that again because, okay, he's, He's sitting in meditation and feeling really calm, and then all of a sudden something is distracting him and causes, he can see anger arising. Okay, so what does he do? I want to reread this last short paragraph because this is really important. Did I cut off the anger through other means? No, the mind was interested to know the truth, and because of that, It just lightly and gently watched the anger running its own course. The anger was happening on its own. What was happening in the mind? It was listening to sounds from two different sides. There was Sayadawji's voice on one side and people talking on the other. I was aware of the different objects in the mind going back and forth between the two. The mind wasn't focused only on one thing. It knew a lot of things simultaneously and saw where the attention was going as well. I then saw this aversion. On the one side, I wanted to hear Sayadawji, but couldn't hear him well. I also saw the mind talking about the situation and looking for trouble. How can these people come in and talk around here when they've come here for the Dhamma? Feelings came up as much as this mind continued to talk. The observing mind saw everything that was going on in the mind, saw all those different points of view. Can you see how expansive the field of view was at this point? After it saw the mind going back and forth between after it, and that it is the field of view, after it saw the mind going back and forth between these two sides a couple of times, it saw the dissatisfaction. It was because the mind couldn't get what it wanted, which was to hear Sayadawji's discourse. There was this realization at that moment and at that moment, the mind did not favor one object or another, but just remained in the middle. It saw the suffering and just died down. I could just take sound as sound. What did I realize at that moment? The mind had taken me, taken one kind of sound, the sound, the sounds of Syedology's discourse as good, favorable sounds, whereas the sounds of other people talking were bad, unwanted sounds. I realized then that if there is greediness for something 30 degrees to one side of a pendulum, there will be just as much of a 30-degree swing toward dissatisfaction to the other side of the pendulum if it can't get that something it wants. Okay. This is something you can chew on when you have... I'll read that again, too. I realize that if there is greediness for something 30 degrees to one side of the pendulum, there will be just as much of a 30-degree swing towards dissatisfaction to the other side of the pendulum if it can't get that something. No one can block this from happening, so what happens if it's 45 degrees? What about 90 degrees? What if it's 180 degrees? I had realized previously that even before anger arose, that the mind would start talking if it liked something. But because of this previous realization and clear understanding, the mind was already reminding itself in this situation. Interest and inquiry. That's how we need to meditate. With interest and inquiry, every time defilements arise, when you are ready, the lesson will come and you will understand fully. What you want is this understanding and development. When I had really good continuous awareness, I would be fully aware of the object. I used to watch feelings until they calmed or died down. Of course the mind would calm down eventually. Why? The mind can effectively calm down if it looks directly at something without being able to think about anything else. But no wisdom or understanding arose. What we need here is dhamma-vichaya, one of the causes in the seven factors of enlightenment. The seven factors of enlightenment are sati, dhamma-vichaya, viriya piti, pasadi, samadhi, and upeka. The first three of the seven factors are cause, and the latter four are effects. We don't need to do anything to the effects of piti, pasadi, samadhi, and upeka. We can't create them or make them happen. Those are the things that arise, like joy and that concentration or that stability of mind or equanimity. We can't create them or make them happen. What we need to cultivate are the causes. Sati, Dhamma-Vichaya and Vidya. These are what we can work on. So Sati is mindfulness. Vidya is that effort. Out of these three, yogas, yogis or meditators often pay attention to sati and vidya. Forgetting Dhamma Vidya, Dhamma is investigating phenomena, investigating what is happening, why it is happening, or how we are practicing by using the information we have, our intelligence and wisdom. dhamma is a type of wisdom that falls under sintamaya-panya. This is needed here. We have to investigate with the desire to learn, to know, and understand. This is really good. I think we probably I might read one more piece and then we, because this is a, the role of awareness. The role of awareness is just gathering data in the, in the incident. And he's talking about listening to the talk and hearing other voices. In the incident there was a wish to know. Awareness played the role of knowing everything that was happening. It knew the mind going back and forth, the feelings and what was happening. The answer will will come when the data set is complete. It can't arise when there is still some missing data. However, you do raise the level of interest and curiosity in the mind by posing some questions. The solution will eventually come to you when you have enough data for the problem at hand. When mindfulness is not there in full, it only knows gross level objects. Right now you may have awareness and stability of mind, but you also need to go from grosser superficial levels to more subtle levels. That is what it means for conditions to be complete. Sharp awareness can see the inner workings of the mind. The causes that are present can't be seen when there is only partial awareness. You may see that there is no anger or greed present, but with greater awareness you'll notice that delusion is always present. Yogis sometimes tell me that there is no greed or aversion present in the mind, but that is a very surface level observation. They haven't really seen what is underneath, a strong awareness and a steady mind are needed in order to see more subtle levels. That's what I mean when I say you need to be able to keep the steady mind in check for longer periods. If you can maintain that steadiness, which requires a presence of wisdom, and if you, and you ask a question, the answer will come. So that answer is going to come, but you've, you've got to already have that steadiness, that steadiness. Don't let anger grow. You too can use different techniques as needed for the situation you are in. Suppose you were at work and there's just too much work going on. What will you do? I would in the past just use awareness. Because there was already samadhi, that's that stability of mind available from practice, the mind was able to use that. So if we've already developed samadhi in our practice, when we, and we've been building that up, then it's, we're possible to use it when, you know, when we're in a situation where we can't take a lot of time out, but we need to work on dealing with what's going on in the present moment. I had a lot of work to do at the market, and it was tough to investigate, so I just cleared out the defilement using everything I had learned. And that was either Samatha, which is that um, still silent meditation, or Vipassana, which is insight. That's the mindfulness plus wisdom. I didn't want anger to come up. When I had a lot of work to do, I didn't think about anything else but just watching the anger gently but continuously. It just went down. There was no thinking involved. If I were to think while there was anger, the mind would only think about anger-related things. I didn't think about anything anymore at that moment, but just watch this anger for a few minutes, and it went down. So it's similar terrain. He's not thinking. He's not thinking about the anger. He's just watching it, just observing it, and allowing it to run its course. Does the anger go to zero? No, you are not free yet at that moment. It's still in there. There's still some, some of that is still left. There's, there's residue. But you will only see as deeply as the strength of your mindfulness and the samadhi or that stable mind present. You will only see as deep as the strength of sati and samadhi present. If the defilement is still there, it'll just come right back up. Of course, it's better to handle the defilement while it's still young. When the fire is small, you can just throw some water on it. What happens if it has taken half the house? The water is gone, your energy is gone, and so is half the house. You'll you'll have to put in something more. That's why I wouldn't even give these defilements a chance anymore. I wouldn't allow them to come out. The Buddha said, don't give defilements a chance to arise. So what are you not giving a chance? a chance to? Present defilements, future defilements, past defilements? Defilements in the present are already happening. What defilements can you overcome if you recognize that there is defilement present? You have not reached the state of overcoming the defilement yet. If the defilement is happening, it's already late. You're only at the point of investigation. In reality, if you begin to understand, wisdom will overcome it and close it down. That wisdom won't even give it a chance to arise. That's how you overcome it. How does someone overcome it? By not letting it in, Do defilements have a chance to arise if there is sati, mindfulness, stable mind, and wisdom? And wisdom is strong. So do defilements even have a chance to arise under those conditions? What if awareness is strong and there's a calm, stable mind, but wisdom is weak? Anger will definitely come up. Some people with mindfulness and samadhi can sometimes have really strong tempers. Let's say someone has really strong concentration. That's samadhi. Samadhi alone, alone, without wisdom, can amplify a situation. Defilements are exaggerated situations. Combine the two and you've squared it. What an explosion! So if you have good concentration but your, your wisdom is weak, it doesn't work. You'll begin to look for a way out only when you can't stand it anymore. Someone who lives in the shade will not be able to stand it when it becomes hot around her. So this person will make sure something like that won't happen again in the future. He or she won't let the anger out, although the anger might want to come out. So that's what he's... I'll stop there because he next begins to talk more about moha or delusion delusion and ignorance those are two big ones but we just worked with anger so that's enough for right now um, oh and uh, Eva's asking you missed the dates the retreat I'm going on starts this Sunday which is 25th the 27th and I have to get there early for a uh, Uh, as as one of the teachers. So uh, I'm leaving on Sunday, and I think the retreat starts in the afternoon. So I'll leave Sunday morning. So I will miss this Sunday and Tuesday and Thursday and next Friday. But then Sunday, next Sunday, I'll be back. And I will, uh, I'll be back for Facebook at 10 a.m. on Sunday. So I, may, I can have something to share from the from the retreat. So I'm uh, teaching my book group. I'm teaching the book group on Monday night because I can do that during the dinner hour and I hate to miss the book group. So we only since we only have it every two weeks. So the book group this coming Monday, which is the, the 28th, will have from 5:30 uh, to 6:30, central time on Zoom and everything else will be canceled. Including this Sunday, I'm canceling the Sutta study in Florida. So if you, if you attend that, I'm, that's canceled. So we don't have time to do much meditation, but why don't we begin by sitting together. Just let your body, let your body breathe and be aware of your body breathing. We're still in that mix with the body's body's doing most of it. Feel your body just immediately begin to calm down. It knows, understands the mode you're going into. Now we can stay just with this focus on the breath. Staying with each breath. Being aware of those qualities of the breath. Is it a long breath? A deep breath? A shallow breath? Just letting the body breathe naturally. And this is Samatha. And then when we use this, when we move into mindfulness and begin to work with our senses, begin to work with what's rising up in our body, working with things like anger, working with our senses, working with feeling quality, working with our mind. And that becomes mindfulness practice. And that mindfulness plus wisdom. So I'll leave you, as you meditate, you may want to just continue with this Samatha, with the tranquility and the peace. Even if you just have a few minutes, it's very good to just realize how quickly you can find that peace. If you have more time, I really recommend You try to practice longer. That might be 15 minutes. Maybe then you can add in more time as you go along, when you have time, but make it a routine practice. And that makes it easier to practice during your waking hours, all day long. So remember, practice is practice, it's our training. And we want to be living this practice when we're interacting with others, when we're working, when we're playing. We want to carry it with us everywhere. so we can share merit together. May everything we do, our speech, our action, our thought, be done for the benefit of our own wholeness and also for the benefit of all other living beings. May peace be with you and may you be well and content and at peace. Thanks for sharing your practice with me. Bye-bye. And I will see you a week from this Sunday. So I'll see I'll be back here the first Sunday in July.